Good afternoon. Welcome to another exciting edition and conversation on the Worthy for 30 podcast. I'm your host, Eric Tash. With me is a fellow Essex County Montclair resident, uh, Tara Tersini. Welcome to the show, Tara. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for having me. Love speaking to my Jersey people. Yes, I love it. So the way that Tara and I were connected is uh, I went to a Montclair startup event Montclair State University, and Tara was one of the panelists uh, alongside Dan Reich, who was a previous guest, and Craig Dubitsky, who was a previous guest. So again, got to get the whole panel on the show to talk about their journey and, and what they're you know experiencing and seeing firsthand in terms of doing good while doing well. Again, that, Tara, that's a premise of the Worthy for 30 podcast. So the way I usually like starting these conversations, Tara, is really getting an understanding of your career progression. You know, you have a very interesting background from where you started to where you are now. So I'd love for you to dive in. Absolutely. Thanks again for having me. Of course. I have a bit of an, I don't know if it's non-traditional or actually really traditional background for an entrepreneur, which is nothing was really planned and everything just kind of started happening. But I am originally from Massachusetts. I went to boarding school and then took like total curve and went to college in Texas which was different and I loved it. And I always knew while I was there that I wanted to keep going and move to LA after school, after graduation. So literally I think one, two days after I graduated, I loaded up my car and drove out there and had a job lined up that was working for free for a manager because I wanted to work in the entertainment industry. Ultimately I wanted to work in film and I think very typical journey for people that move out to LA and want to get going in Hollywood. I just did whatever I could to make ends meet and survive. And then somehow through friends and networking landed this random job as a segment producer on Snoop Dogg's reality show. (laughs) So this was pre Kardashians. This was like one of the first E reality shows and it was Snoop and his family and mm-hmm. it was, I was 21 or 22 years old and it was wild. <laughs> I can't even, the stories are not appropriate for this setting, sure. but if anyone wants to hear some, they can DM me or LinkedIn me. <laughs> I'm happy to share. I met so many great friends, got so much great experience on the production side of television and ended up producing a bunch more shows, really got my feet wet out there. And then I was like, okay, this job to job freelance life isn't for me. You know, I'm from the East Coaster. I'm first born. I need some consistency and health insurance. So (laughs) (laughs) basic necessities, Tara. It's just basic necessities. You know, my parents are like, what the hell are you doing? So I got a job as an assistant to a president at CBS television. Her name was Terry Woods. We're still really close friends. And she was my first great mentor that I've had so far, she was just a baller. I mean, tough person in a hard industry that was male dominated and she was doing it and she had been doing it really well for many, many years. So I was her assistant and very quickly started to, you know, rise up the ranks because that's not really the kind of work I I wanted to do, but it is a common way to get started out there. So anyway, I, I worked at CBS. I, kind of worked my way up to middle management and then in LA. And then my husband had the opportunity to move back to the East coast and we were like, great, let's get back there. So I wanted to stay in entertainment. And when we moved, I started looking for jobs and within a week or two of being there, I was having lunch 
with a colleague of mine from CBS who was head of the New York office. And she was like, oh, last night I was at Bobby Brown's book party. At first, my head was like, Bobby Brown, Whitney's Bobby or <laughs> the lip gloss. You know, right. I, was, I was lost for a second. Sure. I had no idea that Bobby Brown, Bobby Brown Cosmetics was a real person. That was completely lost on me. So I said, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. Like, I don't like makeup. I don't wear makeup. It's not my thing. Want to keep doing what I'm doing. She was like, no, no, you should really meet her. She's great. She's really cool. So I needed a gig and thought, okay, fine. No worries. And then I met her and three day we like kismet, weird freak soulmate action kind of happened bottom of Bloomy's 59th street in between a personal appearance. She was doing that for the brand. She hired me three days later and that kicked off 10 years of a really dynamic and different partnership that started with me being her chief of staff at Bobby Brown, which was owned by Estee Lauder. But, you know, the Lauder world wasn't really for me or kind of like the very heavy corporate world wasn't for me. So I only did that a year, got my baptism by fire in the beauty industry there, which was fantastic. And then we went on to do a whole bunch of other things. So, and through those 10 years, again, it was just kind of like, interesting things kept turning up and via her and I, we were like, cool, let's try it. Cool. Well, let's try it. So it's interesting. Cause like you said, Terry was at CBS, the, mm-hmm. the president of CBS on yeah. the West coast and you had a great relationship, you know, your first mentor. And then through happenstance, you meet Bobby Brown, the cosmetics uh, mm-hmm. icon. Mm-hmm. You have uh, an enduring relationship. And again, I just want to connect the dots here between Terry and Bobby like, what is it? Like, what are those sort of elements or attributes that you would, that you would attribute to, again, these enduring relationships that you've built over time? I think it's the trusting of this, of the person in me. So both Terry and Bobby, and by the way, Terry, when I was thinking, when Ter- Bobby offered me the job, I wasn't going to take it because I had no interest in the beauty industry. And I, Terry happened to be on a trip in New York and I was meeting with her and having dinner and she said, no. I really think you should do it. You should just take the leap and why not? Worst case scenario, you know, you had six months of something different. So thanks to her and this other woman, Alexandra Jewett, who's a Montclairian. Excellent. You know, I just kind of took that leap and they're two wonderfully successful business women that didn't have a lot handed to them and had to work really hard for everything they have while simultaneously they're both moms and have families. And while when we all first met, I didn't have a family, but that was what I wanted to you know, aspire to. So I think they were just kind of leading by example, both of them in different ways. And, and that's what really attracted me to them. Excellent. And before we get into, you know, working with Bobby Brown and Jones Road Beauty and was it Evolution 18, would really love to understand, you know, again, these two, again, individuals gave you their time, gave you their their investment in you to build you to where you are today, Tara. And looking at your LinkedIn profile and and doing some research, you know, mentoring and giving back is near and dear to you. Can you point to some examples of some of the mentees that are in your orbit and what they're working on? Definitely. And this is something else that I heavily attribute to Bobby and also her husband, Stephen, who's not typically mentioned, but is an integral part to this whole story as well. You know, she really 
she gives back a lot in whatever she's doing. And that and my family and the way I grew up, we were always very active in giving back, even no matter what someone had, there's always a way to give back, whether it's materially or through your time or your energy. And that's always been a part of what I've done with my career and, and personal life. So, you know, right now I do it through mentoring other young entrepreneurs. I do some angel investing and with that angel investing, I love advising whether they're a singular person or let's say two co-founders. I have one young, she's not a girl, she's a woman, but I always say girl. Um, her name's Noelle and she was Bobby and I's intern at a digital beauty magazine we ran at Yahoo, another one of these like, oh, let's give it a try. It was a really, really fun experience. So she was our intern and we've stayed in touch over the years and she had this wonderful idea created an innovative formula in the pet care space which is launching right now actually and so she came to me and was asking questions and I just it's so easy to help people and I love doing it and I have helped her build this business via text message she's in London we hardly ever speak to each other this might also be a generational thing you know because she's Gen Z and, and I'm a millennial but We've literally, we can problem solve anything and communicate so effectively via voice notes and text message. And it's so amazing. And same for a lot of the other people, but not just that, like, I feel like, you know, something that was always done, they were female dominated organizations I was in, like Bobby Brown Cosmetics was mostly women. And then everything that Bobby and I built together was mostly women. And so I think even more important than helping the external characters in my world or the internal characters. So every person that worked for us at the brand, like I always tried to make sure and get to know them personally. And one of the first questions I asked someone is, well, what are your goals? Even if I'm consulting on a job, like, well, what do you want to do ultimately? What are your goals? How do we get you there oh. so in terms okay so I, I don't want you to lose that thought so it's the internal people that you help support as well as the external yes exactly even recently you know the young people these days they're up against so many different things i mean their their generation is is wild and they've been through the pandemic and some of them started jobs not even in an office and they didn't have all these human touch experiences that I personally think are invaluable and where I learned most of what I know. And so also sometimes without that, you don't have the confidence and just the I don't know, ballsiness to go out and, and do something like one and you got to be scrappy. And so one girl two weeks ago, she was wanted to apply for this job and she didn't know anyone there. And it's a beauty brand. And I checked, I didn't know anyone there, but I had, 50 something connections with the COO. So I said, oh, okay, no problem. I'm on LinkedIn, this guy, send him a message. Say I got this great kid that's looking to apply to your job. She did apply. Here's her name. Here's her resume. Like move her to the top of the pile because she's great. I'm giving her my stamp of approval. And it went, it meant so much to her. And it was so easy for me. That took me three and a half minutes to do. And, it, she, got, it, and she, it worked. <laughs> And it worked. Yeah, she got it to the head. To, did she get the job? She didn't get the job yet, but she's on her second or third interview, which just as good, almost. Yeah, just as good. Right, exactly. And and what you really underline is it doesn't take that much to give, and it doesn't take that much to 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 give back and to help. And 
to always, yes, of course, we want to take care of ourselves and take care of our family, but we can do it at the same time of helping other people, right? And it doesn't have to be some extraordinary uh, gesture. It can just be like what you just did. Like, hey, I'm, I'm connected to this COO and it's, it's going to take me two minutes, three minutes to just shoot him a note. That's it, honestly. And it's the littlest things. There's an organization here in Montclair that, that Bobby and I helped start and grow, and it's called Reaching Out Montclair. And the people who run it, a wonderful police officer and his wife, Maddie and Garth Guthrie, they're in town. And their whole goal is just helping people here in Montclair. And they really, they need the help. And it's, it's honestly, it's not, we're not donating buildings. We're not doing crazy things. It's like, oh, so-and-so called me an eight-year-old needs a bike. Okay, no problem. I go to walmart.com. I get the bike. We get it over to the kid. Like sure. it's... It, that is the easy stuff that I think sometimes people get caught up in wanting to do something so big and you you lose sight of like there are just really small day-to-day things that you can do in your hometown that make such a difference in people lives, people's lives. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd love for you to, you know, share that link because, again, I'm in Glen Ridge or Montclair. Yeah. That didn't prevent me or preclude me as well as the, a lot of the people that I know here in town to help out with the organizations you're supporting locally. That's what why I appreciate individual or individuals like Zach Rosenberg and Rachel Herskovitz because of what they want to do in terms of bridging the local entrepreneurship community here in Montclair with the Montclair State University, which is a beautiful school, a beautiful campus. Like Dan Reich and I were walking the campus and we're like, we don't, even, we didn't know this, this was here. Same. So g- going back to, you know, working with Bobby Brown and, and, you know, you started off as working with her as, as her chief of staff. When, like, when did that conversation happen or occur when she said, you know what, I want to start, you know, now that the, the non-compete with SA Lauder is expiring, I want to start this new cosmetics company. We're going to call it Jones Road Beauty, or were you involved in naming the company? But what what was that that conversation decision where she said, "Hey, I want you to be the co-founder and, and help me grow this business"? Well, you know, we were five, six, seven years into our relationship. We had a development over the course of the ten years, and by five, six, seven years, when she left Lauder and I was having my first baby, those two things coincided. So she left and I, I had had the baby like two days before and we had all these different things going on. And then I was like, full stop. And, you know, everyone here is the new Bobby Brown and they just assume oodles of money and people and like things to be done. And it was actually not that. And we had to start from scratch, of course, after her being at the highest of the peaks, we had to start something from scratch and, that's what we did. And we did it with a very, really just her and I, some local Montclair interns, whether they were from MSU or Montclair High. We had an amazing PR person, Gretchen Vera, that worked with us on some of the early projects and other really just good assistants and chief, yeah, other chiefs of staff and stuff like that. And we, I think like the confidence we had in what we were doing and knowing that eventually, and it's not like this was a day-to-day or even year-to-year thing, knowing that this non-compete was going to end and eventually we were going to do another beauty line. We just did things that were adjacent to beauty that still made sense for her and felt like they were kind of giving us a new education, right? On different things. Like we had never been 
real vendors to a retailer. And we did a partnership with Wood and Taylor and built these stores and had an amazing consultant, Allie Rose, that helped us with that. And then we did the beauty magazine at Yahoo, you know, which that was an experience in digital everything for a year and a half. And I chased masterclass for 18 months when they came out. I chased them because I was like, you need a beauty masterclass and the only person that should be doing it is Bobby Brown. I'll stop. I'll, I'll stop. I stalked these guys. And meanwhile, you know, Bobby was getting back into editorial makeup and doing a makeup show in India. And we had Evolution 18, which was a wellness brand. You know, I what a whew, what a learning I had there. We had a strategic partnership with some other guys who are still really close with here in Jersey that were vitamin and supplement manufacturers. We launched full chain at Walmart. We had never been in mass retail. That is such a behemoth, but, you know, really cool. And it was, again, a small team, a few, a few of us just kind of, you know, digging away at it every day. And while I wouldn't call that a success, I wouldn't call it a failure. I would just call it a learning curve and a stepping stone to, we were able to make all the mistakes that we needed to make on that brand and avoid making them for Jones Road, which was ultimately we knew going to be the crown jewel because Bobby and makeup is just, it's like the same word, you know? So that was really cool. And now I completely forgot where I was going with it. It's okay. I'll come back to you. So, you know, there are a couple of things that I just want to pull out of there. It's People have this preconceived notion that it's Bobby Brown, that she oodles of money, she's going to start a new brand, and it's automatically going to be a rocket ship. Mm-hmm. And then the other part of it is, again, you have a well-resourced, very well-recognized person like Bobby Brown, woman like Bobby Brown, who's a legend, who's an icon mm-hmm. in, the, in the beauty space. There's this, again, preconceived notion that you have this huge team and robust resources, which was not the case. What are those attributes, you know, again, to the, to the startup founder who's thinking about, again, launching? Perhaps they're, they're being held back by, you know, I don't, I don't have the funding. I don't have the team. Like, what are those, again, if, if you, I, I like to say, if you're low on resources, be resourceful. So what are those, those attributes or those characteristics that you could have or need to have in order to break through? Your relationships and how you treat people are everything, in my opinion, because, yes, it was easier walking into a lab with Bobby and saying, can you help us? Yes, of course, they were going to help us. But now, you know, to other people and other founders that I mentor, particularly in the beauty space, right, or wellness space, I honestly just say kill with kindness, because that's what I always did myself. And that's how I sowed all my good oats with everyone around me. And I think frequently your first business or your first idea, you know, it's like your warm up. It's really your warm up. Sometimes it's the hitter, but probably not. And then once you get your feet and you've made all those relationships and you've treated all those people with kindness and like goodwill and tried not to burn bridges and just take the high road when when problems or complicated situations came up so that when you're at your next place, whatever it is, your reputation is intact, it's sterling, and you can feel so proud of how you handled everything. That's something that I always did. And that is how I mentor others as well, because 
people can get confused when you're nice. <laughs> a lot of feedback I would get years ago was that I needed to be more like a bully kind of, especially as a woman, more tough. And there were some other women that they would use as examples. Oh, you need to be like that and be just like a bulldog. And that never sat right with me because that's not how I am. And I just think, okay, if that needs to come out, fine. Usually there is a scenario where that should come out. But like 90% of the time, that's not the way. And nobody, nobody really likes that. They want to work with good people. And so that ethos has worked out for me. And I, I try to teach that now to everyone else. Right. Yeah. It just, it's all about the relationships. It's all, it's all about being kind. And the other thing that, that I'd pull out from what you're saying too, is be true to yourself. There's only one you, you know, so if someone's saying, yes, the feed, feedback is, you know, I'm a big proponent of feedback. I ask for feedback from you know, people you work with, your equals, your superiors, whomever, of course, you'll have a filter on whether you're like, yeah, I, I see. Yeah, but I don't really agree. Like, you know, you should be a bulldog, but that's not who I am. I can be assertive, but I can be assertive in, you know, in the way that I, I deem fit, the way that's authentic to me, not the, uh, what's, again, authentic based on the example you're presenting. Uh, I, I totally get that. And so you're at Jones Road Beauty and you, you left Jones Road in... So, yes, we launched Jones Road in 2020 with a very small team. We were super tight. It was awesome and scary and cool. Lucky that it was a, a, a big success. And, and Bobby's incredible with product. So we were also launching with some really special products, I think. And, and that was great because there was an opening. There's an opening in the beauty world in the like clean, safe, non-toxic place with amazingly efficacious and you know just great feel good stuff so anyway super small team we launched that about a year or so in about a year in i started to feel like you know bobby and steven they owned the lion's share of the company of course and so their prerogative is their prerogative and they wanted to start to turn it into more of a family business and i totally get that but that wasn't really what I wanted to do. And as a founder, like a couple times over now and just confident in myself, I thought, you know, it's been a great 10 years. I kind of wanted to pull a Seinfeld and just go out on top in terms of, you know, my relationship and where we were with the brands. And, and that's what I did. So I was like, you know, it's a song. Thanks for the memories and everything's wonderful. And I'm ready to spread my wings and fly on my own. So that was tricky. That's hard to do um, when you're comfortable and when your partners are also like your family. But we got through it. I think it was a tough first six months right after. And we also live down the street from each other. Just, <laughs> you know, it's cool. But right. our dogs are, are Bobby's son, Duke, and my dog's dogs are sisters. So we're, we're really connected. And then, you know, time heals all wounds. And sure. it, not even that, it was a wound. But not, not a wound, right. It was just like, we just need a little time. And now it's great. We're back. I'm so excited. Jones Road is doing better than ever. And it's, it's a nice launch pad for me to start my new company and all the new things that I want to do. And 
why I wanted to be on this podcast is because everything I want to do has or will have some sort of better for you, better for the planet, like better in general aspect to it because I'm sick and tired of just greedy bullshit, I think. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. And so that's, that's what we're going to do. And, and that's what fuels my fire now. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. So let, let's talk about La Cosa, La Cosa Ventures. Yeah. I we started in January officially, January 23. And my partner is Scarlett Lung. She's amazing. We met through mutual friends and mutual job, consultant job. And we totally fell in love, you know, professionally and platonically. And I said this on the panel, I could just tell she was a wonderful person right away. She's the smart. one. She's the one, you know, <laughs> smart with the right. experience and all the things sure. that you would want. But inside, she's a wonderful human being. And we just really saw eye to eye. So we decided to launch the company and I'm starting one brand myself in the mall space, which is called Specart. That's going to launch this summer, the slew of products. Scarlett and I and another gal, Allie Hazlett, we're launching a kid's makeup line, which probably will launch in the next 12 or so months, which has some really cool and uh, really great elements to it that I think are going to be a part of what I don't know if anyone else says this. This is my new thing that all the brands that we do from now on, I want to be role model brands for the next generations and maybe not Gen Z, but Gen Alpha and beyond. Think of what Patagonia does, but that it, it, that's tricky. So right. like this new generation of role model brands that at least try to do everything a little bit smarter, a little bit safer, and a little bit more sustainable. Like you got to baby step your way into it. And you obviously need to turn a profit to stay in business. So keeping all that in mind, you know, I think more companies should be certified B Corps, but it's not easy to do that. So now maybe there's a way for us to help with that. And, uh, and two, and two other things in the hopper. So, We'll see. And, and yeah, like a new modern kind of LVMH, but when it was probably just L. <laughs> when, it was just, when it was just L, right? Ba- baby steps, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there was no baton yet. It was just the Louis. <laughs> just, just the Louis, exactly. So you're, you're, you're not just incubating, you're actually building the brands yourself. Well, you're, you are also incubating. Yeah, it's, it's kind of both. Kind I of guess both. you would call it incubation, but I don't really know. Yeah. What what the where the line where the line you know where it's uh, starts and stops right. Gotcha. So what was the name of the brand that you're launching this summer? Speckhart. Speckhart, and it's geared towards the, the mom. Yes, it's geared towards moms. We think that there's an opening there for the modern mom, really, who's not being talked to. A lot of products for moms are just ancillary products to either a baby line or a women's line or feminine hygiene products that are just in general for anyone. So something really speaking to this like maternity postpartum and then motherhood set. And then eventually 
we have some really great product roadmap ideas for the teen period care space as well, because that's another set of gals that is just starting to get spoken to as they are and not like I'm 38 and you're 14 and we're talking to you and selling you the same products. And yeah, it doesn't really feel like it should be that way. So we have a lot of great ideas. There's two other gals that are the founders with me and it's going to be great. It's like Anna Speckhardt is the original founder. She had the, the idea and she's really great. She's like an NYC cool girl, but from Pittsfield, Illinois. So really rooted in Midwest practicality, which is kind of like the ultimate person. So, right. The best so we're going world. with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So is, is, is Speckhardt going to be available in store? Or is it just going to be direct to consumer when you launch? It's going to be direct to consumer for launch. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we're talking to people. So we'll see. But I also realize it's it's the harder path, but I love mass retail, like Target, Walmart, sure. the grocery store, Costco, things, things like that. Food, drug, and mass, what they call it, FDM. So I, I'm trying to play in that in that ballpark. It's like making a pop music song. People dismiss it. I'm like, it's hard to make a song that 400 million people listen to 20 times a day. That's unique, right? And so it's kind of like mass retail. People are like, oh, it's in in Target. It's like, okay, but, you know, 2,000 people a day buy it all over the country. So they sell hundreds of thousands of units, which is really, I think, impactful. And again, if you're making better for you brands Mm -hmm. and then you can have that scale and impact like jumping a few steps up the ladder right exactly and then you're creating that flywheel people wanting to come back not just because the product works but also because of what you're doing yeah and and i think part of accessibility and inclusion that gets lost is there's two factors there's price point and there's also point of distribution so you know i would like to be able to hit both of those things and make them really inclusive because not everyone can shop at Sephora and almost everyone can shop at Walmart. Exactly. So taking more of a mastige. Yes. Love me some mastige. Mastige. (laughs) Exactly. So one book that I suggest checking out, A.G. Laffley, I'll send this to you as a follow-up. The the former CEO of uh, Procter & Gamble who wrote a whole chapter in his book about oil of Olay, how it started off as a prestige product, and then they positioned it for mastige, because to your point, certain consumers can't afford Sephora, Sephora price point, but you know Walmart is a little bit more palatable. So mm-hmm. how can they position and market the brand differently for the, based on the channel? Tara, we're, we're heading up on time. The way I like to, again, end these conversations, as much as I love starting these conversations, is two things. Any parting wisdom based on your perspective, okay. based on your experience, And secondly, how can this community help you? Well, okay. First one, I would say parting wisdom. So tough because I grew up in a really interesting environment. And the wisdom I received growing up was very, it's part of why the new company is called Lacosa. It's like a little nod to the mafia. Not that we were in the mafia, but Italian Americans in general. There's a famous line from Scarface actually that you don't have to take it literally, but you should listen up. 
And I think you can kind of translate it to whatever world you're in. And he was like, there's three rules. First rule, don't get high on your own supply. Obvious. Second rule, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. So put your money where your mouth is. I think that's how I would translate that. And three, don't get high on your own supply, which again, I think you can translate that to you got to stay humble and you can't, you can't, at least you have to stay humble and you also, you can't listen to the haters. You can't listen to the hype. You just need to do you. You said this earlier and be authentic to yourself. And that is just going to take you miles and miles and miles further than getting an ego or thinking you're too good. And I don't know, you can, I can always get someone a cup of coffee, right? It, it doesn't, it's nothing doesn't mean anything so other than like an act of kindness it's an act of kindness right there's there's no like presupposition that you know i'm, I'm better than you or i'm higher up the, the pole or the, the ladder than you we're both people we both breathe the same air exactly same aspirations exactly. or similar aspirations yeah. it's like writing a thank you note that's my other words of wisdom which my grandmother taught me just write a thank you note a thank you text i don't care what it is but Tell someone that you thank them for something nice they did for you. People don't forget that. Yeah, 100%. And, and, and I'll add to that. I think those are all great pieces of wisdom. And, and I, I'd be remiss not to mention it because he was on your panel, Craig Dubitsky, who is the third guest on the show, who, not just to me, but also to the people who are listening, do the work beforehand, mm-hmm. which I think is totally. so key. And like what you were saying about some of the mentees that you, that you have in your orbit, you know, they're, they're doing the work beforehand to get where they want to go based on the advice that you're providing them and the insight. Yeah. And Craig is, whew, you guys can find him online. He's one of my mentors as well. And I just, you know, I think he's the bomb. He is the bomb. The community, your second question, I think, stay in touch. Let me know if you need help or you're in the Montclair, what county do we live in? Essex, Essex county. county, you said? County. I don't even know. I'm, I call myself New Jersey dumb. But <laughs> so if you're in the Essex County area and you want to get involved or do anything, mm-hmm. please reach out. And what's Zach's? We should give a shout out to Zach has a cool Montclair Media meetup. Yeah, Montclair Media. Yeah, Montclair Media. Yeah. This is a happening, this is a happening spot. Anyone should, you know. Take a trip here. We'll show you around. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're you know, I, I think, you know, at least the people that I come in contact with, both in Glenridge and Montclair, are all givers. You know, how can we help? How can we give? How can we, you know, again, because collectively, you know, we're we're greater than the sum of, of our parts. So, you know, if we're able to, again, help, you know, what you just said, you know, get a cup of coffee, you know, write a, a LinkedIn note that's going to take me two minutes out of my day to write that's going to have a huge impact on someone else. I think that goes a long way. But Tara, just getting really specific, you know, you're again, you're, 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 you're launching new brands. Are there investors? Are there advisors? Are there customers that you'd love to, of course, buy their product? But just to help you again, I know you have your plans for launch, but any other way that we can complement that launch? I think that if there are moms out there, specifically since Speckhart is first up on the docket, we're going to be launching a community that's called Moms Worldwide like hashtag moms worldwide. And we couldn't believe it was available to be trademarked. They were like, <laughs> that's wow, <laughs> that's amazing. So if you are a mom and you have an opinion on, you know, there's a free to mom, free to baby. If you have an opinion on anything, just hit me up, let me know. And yeah, I would say that's it. Oh, if anyone works for 
B Corp, please reach out to me because I want to get more involved in that. Oh, and this is really specific, but you asked for I specific. Asked, yeah, let's do it. So I was just made aware my neighbor handed me an article that Columbia University in New York City. has a, yeah, in New York City, has a children's education center for research. I'm forgetting exactly what it's called, but if you know it, then that will be enough. And they just did a bunch of studies on toxic kids makeup products, which is exactly what I'm, you know, trying to create something better for. Uh So I cold called and cold emailed this center. Haven't heard back. Probably going to stalk them like I do to most people. But if anyone in the community has a way in or is part of the Columbia alumni and thinks they can help, I would really appreciate it. Okay. It's very clear. It's very specific. And if there is an osmosis capability, you know, through the screen of, of at least tapping into your persistence, Tara, I would take it, you know, being tenacious. And again, once you have an idea of what you want or who you want to talk to, and I believe you, very little is going to get in your way of getting there. So I think, you know, if, there, if there's one big macro point, you know, coming out of this conversation, again, if you have an idea, there's no FOMO, there's only fear of not trying. So, you know, consistently try. And again, there, there are people out there that are willing to help. You just need to ask. I did not shut out my husband, who is my partner in crime. And I should, because he totally deserves it. And I think that whomever you choose as your partner in life and in work, honestly, it makes all the difference. So, but I did, I did stalk that guy too, Eric. You'll be happy to know. <laughs> That's right. Followed him around the world. Wasn't easy to get him. Had to really, really keep knocking on the door. Finally, finally locked him down. Finally. And, uh, and, look, and look at the life that you, you built. Look at this. Totally trapped. Three kids. Totally trapped. Can't, can't I leave. can't get away. <laughs> I can't leave. I'm here. Not leaving New Jersey. No, not leaving New Jersey. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Well, Tara, it's, mm-hmm. it's been a pleasure. I really do appreciate your time. The community, I'll, I'll speak on their behalf, also appreciates your time, your wisdom, your insight. You know, best of luck with the launch of Speckard. As it gets closer, you know, again, in the show notes, I'll include a link. I imagine there's going to be a website to learn more. So again, reach out to me. I'll put uh, tar- links to Tara's LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, you know, again, social media. Just again, if you have any questions or, or, or you know, again, anything that she says is, you know, piques your interest, please reach out. Thank you, Tara. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate it. <laughs>